0: I'm Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is episode 26. Can you believe that? Episode 26 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. I've mentioned before that because you are the audience that you are, I never have to pander to silliness in getting listens. In other words, no clickbait, no pretending to like things that I don't like to get bigger numbers, essentially no selling out. Now, if you don't believe me, this show may prove it to you. To most people, today's record is an unheard, buried, and unknown album this one isn't even on spotify i I could get more listens with probably anything else more mainstream but because of you enlightened intelligent and open people out there who listen to refresher i can do an album like this one even though it's not a popular record it's perhaps while not popular One of the most beautiful albums that you most likely have never heard. If you have, you understand. If you haven't, I'm happy to introduce it to you. This time, we will be talking about the 1966 album entitled Sammy Davis Jr. Sings and Lorindo Almeida Plays. What a buried treasure this one is. I got my vinyl copy, knowing nothing about it yet, in great shape for a dollar a number of years ago while crate digging. And this one on vinyl, man, it's so good. The crackles and the pops just enhance the mellow ambiance. Now, Sammy Davis Jr. was just a force of nature. Long before Prince, this man would sing, play numerous instruments, dance and just hold his audience in the palm of his hand. I once watched an old video of the Rat Pack in Las Vegas, and while I enjoyed all of them live, Davis was just jaw-dropping. It it just was unbelievable. But but on this record, he's just all voice. No show-stopping moves with horn blasts, no getting behind the drums, playing It's His Glorious Voice with guitarist Lorindo Almeida effortlessly embellishing his voice with impossibly smooth acoustic guitar. Now, Almeida was literally one of the pioneers and a groundbreaker in the creation of what you and I know as Bossa Nova. Self-taught, this Brazilian guitarist went on to be nominated for 16 Grammys And he won five of them. This music, to me, it's the equivalent of getting a neck and a shoulder massage. The chosen songs by those two to record really are just perfectly picked by a singer who could sing them with total freeness of speech. I'll explain as we go. Let's get into this record. Now, the first track is called Here's That Rainy Day. It's a sad one but Davis delivery makes you relate to the lyrics as opposed to sounding like he's just whining or complaining. It, it's, it's from his heart. You can hear it and the acoustic guitar with it helps it completely in this direction. And similarly, here are some lyrics. Maybe I should have saved those leftover dreams. Funny, but here's that rainy day. Here's that rainy day. They told me about, And I laughed at the thought that it might turn out this way. Where is that worn out wish that I threw aside after it brought my love so near? Funny how love becomes a cold rainy day. Funny that rainy day is here. You believe him when he sings these words. It's a subtle vocal, but it's a captivating vocal the next one is called two different worlds and this one is so tailor-made for him let's start with the lyrics and then we'll talk about the background the lyrics are very very simple two different worlds we live in two different worlds for we've been told that a love like ours could never be so far apart they say we're so far apart and that we haven't the right to change our destiny When will they learn that a heart doesn't draw the line? Nothing matters if I am yours and you are mine. Two different worlds. We live in two different worlds, but we will show them as we walk together in the sun that our two different worlds are one. Beautiful, beautiful sentiment, beautiful song. But let's put this choice of a song in perspective to the singer at the time. Sammy Davis Jr. is an African-American Jewish man. He marries Swedish-born actress May Britt in 1960. Now in 1960, do the sociological math on that one. During 1964 to 1966, on top of this, Davis received racist hate mail while starring in the Broadway adaptation of Golden Boy, in which his character is in a relationship with a white woman, paralleling his own real-life relationship. His marriage also resulted in President Kennedy refusing to allow Davis to perform at his inauguration. Do you think, then, that when he sang those words, he may have felt them because he was living them? It certainly sounds like it to me. Davis entered a world as an entertainer where he was not welcome and exacerbated it by tackling stereotypes head on. Sadly, their marriage couldn't take all of this. They divorced in 1968, but he was in the thick of the experience when he recorded Two Different Worlds. Another interesting choice is his version here of I'm Always Chasing Rainbows listen to this. I'm always chasing rainbows, watching clouds drifting by. My dreams are just like my schemes, ending by a sight. Some fellows look and find rainbows. I always look and find the rain. Some fellows make a winning sometimes. I never even make a game. Believe me, I'm always chasing rainbows, hoping to find a little bluebird in vain. Again, let's put this in perspective. Think of the Rat Pack here. Yes, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, for example, they paid their dues. They worked hard and they made it. But once they made it, the fighting part was basically over. They were superstars and they openly lived like it and got respect. Davis, think about his story. He had traveled 10 states and had played over 50 cities by the time he was a four-year-old child. From childhood, he kicked and screamed his way into entertainment, working harder than anyone else and paying more dues. But once he made it, The fight had just begun. In Las Vegas, for example, he was required, as were all Black performers in the 1950s, to lodge in a rooming house instead of in the hotels that he was selling out every night by playing. No dressing rooms were provided for Black performers, and they had to wait outside by the swimming pools in between the acts. Davis and other Black artists could entertain the people no problem, but again, Not only could they not stay at the hotels that they performed at, they couldn't gamble in the casinos, they couldn't drink, and they couldn't dine in any of the hotel restaurants and bars. Let's put this in perspective. He was already a movie star and a a world-renowned singer. He was accepted and totally endorsed by Frank Sinatra and he still had to contend with this nonsense. So when he sings, some fellows look and find rainbows, I always look and find the rain, it's honest, it's believable, it's heartfelt. It, it, it comes out of your speakers and directly into your heart. No, he did not write the song, but it was the perfect song at that time, especially in history at that time. For him to sing. This music in general is just so enchanting. It's actually therapeutic as far as I'm concerned. There's a website called the Very Well Mind website and it says this. It says, it has long been suggested that music can help reduce or manage stress. Consider the trends centered on meditative music created to soothe the mind and inducing relaxation. Fortunately, this is one trend supported by research. Listening to music can be an effective way to cope with stress. In one 2013 study, uh, participants took part in one of three conditions before being exposed to a stressor and then taking a psychosocial stress test. Some participants listened to relaxing music. Others listened to the sound of rippling water and the, re- the rest of them didn't have any auditory stimulation. The results, well, the results suggested that listening to music had an impact on the human stress response, particularly the nervous system. Those who had listened to music tended to recover more quickly than those who didn't following a stressor. This to me is the perfect record for this study. (laughs) It's impactful, it's powerful, but it's soft. It's a textbook placed on a pillow. If you have never heard this record, you really should. To some, since the formula of vocal and guitar doesn't change throughout, they may feel it all sounds the same. I don't feel that way. To me, it's, it's like when two people have a number of kids, you'll see traits of both parents there, but each child is unique and their own person. These songs are like children. They obviously came from the same place, the same two people, but they're all unique and they have their own personalities. Davis was once quoted as saying this, my talent, was always the weapon, the power, the way for me to fight. It was the one way I might hope to affect a man's thinking. In my book, this album is proof of that, and I recommend it to you wholeheartedly. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. But guess what, guys? This time, I can't. It's not on Spotify, as I mentioned before. But it is on YouTube. So I would take the next chance that you have and check it out there. Find a comfortable place to lay down or to sit to close your eyes and to enjoy Sammy Davis Jr. sings and Lorindo Almeida plays. Here's the track list. Here's that rainy day followed by two different worlds. The shadow of your smile. Where is love? Every time we say goodbye, I'm always chasing rainbows. We'll be together again. Joey, Joey, Joey the Folks Who Live on the Hill, and the Kurt Vile song, Speak Low. That is our new playlist. Again, Sammy Davis Jr. Sings and Lorendo Almeida Plays. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our latest demographic report shows that we now have listeners in Kelmsford, Massachusetts. We are so happy you're here. Thank you for listening and welcome to Refresher. And for everyone, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also check out our website for all things refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com for refresher gear, as well as any of the books that I've written or links to our friends, friends of the show, like the terrific people at leafy.com. L E A F V E.com. We have our friends at design craft out of New York. And of course, the Managing Expectations Podcast. So find all that fun stuff by going on our website at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Viafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.